Podcast. I'm Alex Joshi. Today's episode is speaking with my friend Damien. Damien was eager to have a conversation to take his mind off the rigors of his day-to-day life as an attorney. So instead, we talked about his love of Star Wars and their place in films and video games. Hope you enjoy it. Well, you said you wanted a, a casual conversation because you right. talked about work too much. So Yeah, I do, I do that way too much. But I was thinking like, yeah, so right now I'm playing PS4. I've not bought a gaming system since uh, since PS2. Yeah. And um, so you- I got it because I watched some videos of of gameplay from Battlefront 2. Yeah. And it's pretty sick. Yeah, I saw the it's, I saw the promo trailer. Is, is that the one where he, the like stormtroopers in the woods and you're like moving through the woods? Oh yeah. yeah. You you basically play throughout the entire Star Wars universe. Nice. You can play stuff shit. There's a tie fighter. God damn it. Sorry, I got shot by a tie fighter. That there is a, uh, you can play from the various aspects of the Star Wars universe. I mean, they have things from, from everything that came out. Yeah, and sequels, so, yeah. original trilogy, and the and the sequels. Yeah, so it's a it's a pretty fun game. I recommend it. Nice. Um, I was and there, there were actually a few PS4 games when the when the uh, system first was announced. That I was I was sort of interested in. Um, there was an Alien Isolation game I was really keen on getting because c- it like recreated the first movie and like got some of the original Foley artists even from the movie. But they they basically took the production design of the first movie and made a game where the whose entire purpose is for you to escape a spaceship with a single alien on board. But it's, yeah. it's the same look and feel, and the music even. They took, like, Jerry Goldsmith's music, and um, so you're literally playing the movie. I've never seen the Alien movies. I know I'm deficient. That's all but, right. There's uh, a, if, you want, if you want good, like, uh, 15, 20-minute overviews of all the movies you haven't seen, um, Oliver Harper on YouTube is a, he's a British guy, but... Uh, he does a really good synopsis. He's a bit. He's like a uh, '80s action movie super fan, so he does all these like retrospective reviews of Predator and and Aliens and Alien and RoboCop and Commando, like all of the, you know, back in Stallone and Schwarzenegger's heyday. All all of the like the cold classic '80s action stuff. But it, it's a good uh, it's a good primer for any movies you never got around to seeing. Yeah, I, I I'll just I'll see it at some point. It's just not really. I don't know why I haven't necessarily played that one. It wasn't necessarily deliberate. Although I'm not like huge fan of. Chris, I can't even say that because I like Star Wars. I was gonna say I can't really say that I'm like not like a huge fan of the aliens and science fiction kind of thing. Yeah, no, there were there I were, think they're worth seeing. Yeah. They're worth, they're worth yeah, 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 no, I know. Some people like them. Well, some I, I've heard that like the first one was good. The one with Sigourney Weaver, like Alien, and then Aliens. They all, and yeah, then there was they all have Sigourney there was, Weaver. In, but the, the the no, but the latter ones I hear kind of, some of them are a little bit. Yeah, yeah the the first three are great. They've got a, they've got a they've got a arc to them. Ripley's she has she has character development across across the three movies even. Yeah, she gives a, yeah. she gives a, a great performance in all three. You should see the first three. You can skip, you can skip four. You can skip all the Alien versus Predator movies. Just just see the first three. If you can't see the first three, see the first two. Is that the one with Carl Weathers in it? You're thinking of Predator. Yeah, that's, that's a different movie. Alien so is different. Alien so, is so different yet so much the same. Alien is the movie directed by Ridley Scott, and it's got Scorny Weaver and Tom Skerritt and uh, John Hurt. Who uh, directed Predator? That's Shane Black. Or sorry, no. Shane Black was in Predator. Uh John John McKiernan directed it. Okay. All of, Oliver Harper will be able to tell you. <laughs> yeah, Alien. I got a good I've got a good discussion topic for us. Sure. What I don't it? know if you've covered this with other some of your luminary guests. What's what that? were some of the video games that really shaped you as a 
as a as a human being. Oh, we d- I did cover this a little bit with Misha, but I'm I'm happy to talk about it with you also. I'm, what did Misha say? I didn't listen to this whole thing. That it it was Nintendo that sort of bonded us as friends early on. Yeah. So, uh, no, I remember I remember hearing that, but like, did you guys have any specific games that really? stood out to you well his i had the the nintendo i bought was the uh, mario duck hunt version and then the one that he got he actually got mario 2 he didn't get mario 1 so that that's why that was unique and then uh i remember i was i was really super mario brothers 3 was the one i was really over the moon for but that but that was much later on that was like when i was came out in 88 or something like that like i remember spy hunter for the arcade when i was talking with misha you know the ones the ones that were like i was really good at were were spy hunter uh ninja turtles 2 yeah ninja turtles 2 was one of the first ones i beat first games i beat Ninja Turtles, I remember... Wait, are you talking about which one? Are you talking about for Game Boy, or are you talking about for, like, Super Nintendo? Only Nintendo, regular Nintendo. Original Nintendo. I'm talking about original Nintendo. I think... I'm sure I played that at some point. I know I had several... I remember that was, like, when we were kids. That was, like, the ultimate party game for, like, you know, you'd have your friends over and you'd play Ninja Turtles. Yeah. it was for me, because you, like... Especially because you could play, like, four at a time. Like, the arcade version was just, like, oh, my God, that was so dope. Yeah, that's why I, um, I was excited when the, the the Nintendo version came out. I remember playing it in arcades. Yeah, I've, just, I've, I've actually been soaking up a lot of uh, 80s nostalgia recently. Like, that's what I mean, watching Oliver Harper reviews, and I can think fondly on the video games, even though I don't play them much anymore. Like, I, I tried to, uh, I've got, like, Street Fighter 2 downloaded on the PS3, so I, I played that for a couple minutes a couple days ago. Like, after about 10 minutes, I just end up feeling stupid. It's like, ah, oh, this is, this is a waste of my life. No, it's not. <laughs> you don't mean that. But, I mean, I've got, I've got nowhere else to be, or, you know, nothing else right? to do, so they're good now. But, yeah, you, you know, since I couldn't play sports growing up, I, that's why I was, I, I took to video games. Not that I ever wanted to play sports, but, you know. Since I was li- just gen- in general limited physically, so most of my entertainment was yeah when friends came over and playing video games. So I was I was a hardcore Nintendo fan uh, all the way through Super Nintendo. I had a Nintendo, I had a Game Boy, I had a Super Nintendo, and then uh, unfortunately our house got broken into and it got stolen. So then I bastards. I switched to uh, Genesis at that point. Sega Genesis. So. Okay, so what were the most, like, other than what you've described already, what were, like, what do you remember being, like, the most epic game or the most influential game of your formative years? Like, do you have some, like, I have distinct memories of stuff that, like, I mean, in some ways, there are some video games that have an epic quality. It's, like, epic literature, you know, for some. Well, is the way how I, some of the, some, some games were for me. What systems did you have growing up? Like, what was your first system? Uh, Game Boy, regular Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and like basically most of the Nintendos. I didn't have the Cube, but I had regular Super, Game Boy, Game Boy Color. Okay. And then PlayStation 2, PlayStation 4 now, and then uh, Atari. I even had Atari. My sister and I had Atari when we were kids. Well, on the. On the Genesis, uh, my favorites were were Sonic Two. Um, yeah, I never. The funny thing is, I never really got into that. <laughs> Sonic. 2, I remember. Um, Echo, Echo people, the Dolphin. Echo yeah. the Dolphin was definitely. You want to talk about an epic game? That was definitely one of them. Because I was I was uh, casted um, for my hamstrings in middle school, and so I was being progressively ca- uh, casted over the summer. So. You know, I couldn't, again, I couldn't move. So I'm just sitting in bed all day. So that was one where I was, you know, I was playing Echo the Dolphin. You know, mom mom tried to say like, oh, why don't you try getting an educational game? Like, yeah, right. This, <laughs> right, yeah. It's like, oh, it's like, mom, that defeats the whole purpose. It's supposed to be a game. Like, why do I have to be learning with Look, every... you, you, Echo the Dolphin's educational. It's like marine biology and shit. She was, she was lulled into buying it for me. And initially, I didn't like it, but I was like, "What the hell?" So then, I then I it was weird too because I had Nintendo Power, but I, you know, most of the time I would go by the box art, like or you know, or the screenshots of whatever I could see on the back of the box. But when I started playing, it's like, okay, so you're this dolphin swimming around in this ocean, and your 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 pod's been captured. 
so you're swimming around and you like you meet different fish and you meet orca whales and you have to you learn to like you can swim you can charge and like dash little schools of smaller fish for food for health i mean and then you also have in some cases you're exploring caves but you have a limited amount of oxygen so you either have to find like dedicated air pockets or you have to get back to the surface to like get air but then there were puzzles you were solving that you had to go through this you know labyrinth of caves down below so you were either moving rocks out of the way to like open new caves or like using rocks with your nose pushing rocks with your nose to like there'd be currents you know stronger currents that would be blocking your path or like eject you back to the surface so you had you had to like figure out like oh i have to use the the rock to to block the current enough to like swim down to a particular area and then get into a new chamber so you're swimming around and you do just regular dolphin stuff and it's cool and then about halfway like then you realize like oh you have to like escape the the tropical coves where you are and then start moving into like colder colder regions like the arctic so you go on this whole like saw and you meet like blue whales you know three inches on screen as a dolphin moving around or four inches on screen the blue whale was like full size so the 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 screen actually panned over three times like so that you like you could swim the full length of the blue whale so they'd like talk to you and give you clues and stuff so it was really like elaborate and i i just remember so since i had couldn't go anywhere in the in bed you know, playing these like really long, elaborate le- levels, it was engrossing. And then halfway through, you start, you find Atlantis, and you're like, "Wow!" So then now you're like, you're you're sort of being romanced with like the, the mystery of Atlantis kind of thing while you're swimming around, and it's in like a collapsed area. And then all of a sudden, they start introducing time travel, and like you you time travel back to like the Cretaceous period, or like when when you know early dna is forming life on the planet so not like now you're like back in like prehistoric time so that, then you're swimming amongst like prehistoric predatory creatures and sharks and all kinds of stuff so it was like holy shit you know the the scope of the game was was unbelievable so as a you know as a 12 year old 13 year old like, wow. I, I think this sounds this sounds extremely educational. I don't know what your parents were thinking. Uh, it was it was it was basically a sci-fi game, really. But and the music was cool. You should watch uh, gameplay videos of it. Just look up Echo the Dolphin. It's it's really so that that I would say was definitely a formative game for just how how vast it was. That's that's the one that comes the closest. And then they made a sequel. Oh, that's the other thing. Here, so, and this was like it. At every level, it gave you a password, so you didn't have to start the game over again. You know, so when you turned it on, you could just you could just enter like a, you know, a nine-letter password. Uh, but the nine thing you have to write it down though, huh? Yeah, but you they gave you space in the instruction manual to like keep keep the passwords. Nice. So I was I was always very diligent about like writing the password down, like and writing every letter on on only the slot provided. You know, all the letters have to be nicely aligned. Uh, and I'd ha- I'd have like supplemental pieces of paper when I ran out of room to like stick in the back. So you're doing all that. You're swimming around the ocean. Yeah, you find you find Atlantis. You go back in time to the prehistoric Cretaceous period or whatever, or or the Proterozoic era. Um, and then then you realize your pod has been like taken by aliens. <laughs> like that's the reason your pod got sucked out of the sea in the beginning. So then you end up uh going into space to like the creatures you know it's got it's got some like you know suction tube that it's sucking all life out of the ocean so you swim you swim up the suction tube and then you're in the spaceship and then and it it was literally like modeled after alien after like the hr geiger alien and stuff it looks the same but then you're like holy shit i'm in a spaceship so the game took you everywhere and then you have to fight like the alien queen to like rescue your pod and like put them back in the ocean. Wow. Yeah, and they're like they they every every either your pod you'd meet the occasional random dolphin like you could part of how you navigated the game was echolocation. So you'd you'd send out a little sonar thing. You had to like the, you had Genesis had only three buttons right A B C. So right. A was your sonar. 
B was your dash if you needed health to like dash and get, um, you know, health. And then C was just regular like swimming. And then you had eight directional movement, you know, any which way you like. So you, how you navigated the game was you, you held down A and you bounced sonar off your immediate location. And then that, that would give you a map, a general like proximity map of what's around you. So like you could see like the, the general outline of the caves to know, oh, okay, I have to go down two and over one and then like up three and to get into this crevice. Right, or it would show you where the air supplies were if you were running out of oxygen, but you used your your sonar for that. So, but then you could also use your sonar to like talk to other creatures. So you could like talk to random dolphins that you find, and they'd give you clues and say like, "Oh, the the pod was sucked out of the ocean. I don't know where they went." Or you'd talk to an orca whale and say like, "You must find the crystals to, you know, get gain the entrance to the cave or whatever." So there was there was all kinds of and then sometimes you would talk to random fish and they would just be like they're just sad that like how come everything's gone or where did they go or when will we see our you know our bre- our brothers again I don't know it was really weird really dramatic for for just text like it, there wasn't actually sound it was the only sound in the game were the you know the sound effects of the fish or the or the music. Yeah, it was a sweet game, dude. How about you? What was what was what were the fun games? Okay, you? I got several. Now, the thing is, I never had a lot of games growing up, but the ones I did, I I often played pretty feverishly. I think I tended to play a lot of sports games. So I remember I had ML. I think it was MLB 2002 for Nintendo 64, and I just remember I just played the shit out of that game. I just loved it. And then I I had a a team that I made with the San Francisco Giants. Uh-huh. And then I um, I made myself and a couple of my friends from high school as play as like players on the team. And I think like that year, did it, did like that, there was like get, five players on the team who had hit more than like fifty home runs or something. <laughs> um, could you customize their faces and everything? Oh yeah, 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 for sure. And um, I mean, it wasn't perfect, but I you know I tried to I tried to make it look like. Myself and my friends. But that one, I remember... Um, I remember one... I'm Link... Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Oh, man, I remember. I love that game. When I was a kid. Or... That was... Wait, let's see. That, that, yeah, it was Link's Awakening. That was the one he, when he's like, it's all a dream at the end. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Is that N64? E, no, that was Game Boy. Game Boy, okay. I, I believe. Game Boy, I was always a Tetris fan. And... Uh... Oh, yeah. And, and Mario Brothers. I, I didn't have that many Game Boy games until we went to India. Um, I only had like two. And then uh, on our way to India, we were in Singapore. And in, in, the, in the airport, they had like in the duty-free shop or something, that you, you, had a, you could buy a 30, 30 games in one cartridge for the Game Boy. And uh, it, was really, it was really only like 10 games. And then the other 20 were... They were just mods of the first 10 games. So, like, you had Super Mario Brothers and Tetris, but then if you went to, like, you know, game number 15, it would be a, a version of Super Mario Brothers where you start with 99 guys or something like that. So there'd be, you know, or, like, Infinite Health or something. Distinct games, and then the other 20 entries on the list were just modifications somehow. So those were fun. But most of the time I played I played Mario and Tetris on the Game Boy. I, n- I never had N64, but uh, Misha did. That's when we started playing uh, GoldenEye. Oh, GoldenEye, yeah. I spent a lot of good years of my youth playing GE. We, we, played, uh-huh. we played GoldenEye, and then uh, Misha and I would play uh, San Francisco Rush. But we'd, we'd only play the... We wouldn't play the arcade game, the race part. We'd play the two-player like versus mode, where it was just like stunts. And it was basically like you know, like Tony Hawk and stuff. You had to do tricks off an obstacle course. Well, this you had you could make you could make a random obstacle course and then just drive as fast as you could and fly up into the air. And so then it was how many flips can you do and land and get points? It was just who can get who can get more points. So we'd, we'd spend hours playing that game. But yeah, I would say I would say video games in general. You know, every system was pretty formative. So what else did I play? Um, crap. So you, you, um, sorry. you never had a Sega system? You never had a Sega Genesis or a Saturn? No, no, no never Sega, no Segas. 
Um, what else did I play? Played that. Super Star Wars was super hard. I've never beaten that to this day. Star Wars. That was on Super Nintendo. Uh, oh, I played NBA Jam a lot. That. My oh yeah, my my friend had that. I I was never good at the dunks. Just gotta get close to the rim and press the button. But there was let's see, there was that. Obviously, I had some I had some good experience playing some of the like early like the mid two thousand FIFA games. That's when I started getting in soccer, and so now, you, one of the things I liked about you, that is I could always like make a team and then manage it from scratch. Yeah. So you start off with some crappy team and then you keep playing and then you win and then you get points and value and then you like buy better players and stuff like that. Yeah. That's I I like that aspect of it. I like kind of like the growing the a team kind of thing yeah did your parents like were they fine with you having video games like or or did you have to like convince them they were fine with it but i mean i think it really i can't remember having specific discussions but i think there were some games that they were more uncomfortable about especially if they were very violent games like Like, i do remember playing like duke nukem stuff i love love duke nukem and doom on the on them yeah all those first person shooters i can't i feel like I got some resistance. Eventually, I got I played them anyway, and I think I turned out okay. But I know that there was some there was some resistance to that. Yeah, my my, my parents weren't. They were okay. They they were just con- they were more concerned with like having limited periods of time to put, you know play for a couple hours and that's it, and then go do something else. Now, the only time I remember my parents, particularly my mom, getting really upset, scrutinous, let's say, of what I watched was, I have a distinct memory of when I was like in seventh grade or something, and I had a friend who like spent the night for a sleepover, and he brought a copy of Pulp Fiction, (laughs) which was like kind of scandalous at the time yeah how old were you and i was well it was 97 ish so i was in sound grade i was like probably like 12 or whatever 13 my mom was not crazy about that and i kind of now that i'm an adult i kind of can understand why and i think she kind of felt cornered at the time because that's not something that she would have been comfortable with me watching but because my friend brought it she kind of felt like she was kind of backed into it like she had to let me watch it and um you know it was a lot for, it was i mean pulp fiction is a lot to unpack for a 13 year old <laughs> um yeah that's a pretty that's a pretty intense movie i i remember uh my my brother wanted to show it to my mom at one point when we were visiting him so we we watched it then and it was yeah they they found it intense but then they but they understood why you know people were praising it as the great movie that it was so but i i remember seeing it in the background like i, I wasn't paying complete attention but was seeing it in the background but yeah i remember watching it but i i was you know i didn't i wasn't sneaking it i was watching it like you know with them well like i said all's well that ends well all's well that ends well but let's see in terms of other games that were very formative oh of course uh, Grand Theft Auto, definitely, for for better or for worse. I just remember that that I never like when I first played GTA Three, I think it was on PS Two. PS, yeah, and I remember like I never experienced anything like that because it was so like immersive and you could kind of go anywhere and commit all kinds of mayhem. And I just remember just like being just, like that was such a different kind of experience. And then by the time what was it GTA? Four was it by City? That also I played that a lot. After a while, though, it got a little bit creepy, though, because there's a certain amorality about that whole <laughs> about that whole about the whole game. That after a while, you kind of feel creepy how readily you just go around just murdering people on the street for <laughs> no reasons. I I never had any such introspection playing games. It's just like I was only ever concerned with you know is this is this something I've heard about is this something I've seen is this something I'm excited about I had all I had all my Nintendo and Genesis games um, when we went to India and then when we came back I wanted to uh, get rid of them all and get a, a a PlayStation and I I sh- I wish I would have kept like all my like there was no reason for me to get rid of anything. I could have just kept it all in a box and not used it. So I was like, no, I want to get, 
I want to get credit and just have a whole new system. So I got rid of all my Genesis and all my Nintendo. And like, I took, of course, I took it to GameStop where I got like a pittance. You know, I think I barely made $200 from two systems and like 25 games. Didn't I give you a box of stuff? Yeah, you gave me your Super Nintendo. Do you still have it? My my cousin is the custodian of it, but yes, he still has it. My <laughs> cousin is because the the TV won't, you know, it, it it needed a special adapter for an HD TV to be able to play it. Right. And so, and I I didn't have the right cable, so and my cousin had the cable. So I said, okay, if you promise, like like you're the custodian, you can't. It's not yours, so you can't like throw it away or give it away. If you're gonna get do anything with it, you have to give it back to me, because it's not it's not mine. So he said, okay, yeah. Well, te- technically, it is yours. Well, it's. I'm, I'm not gonna. De- I'm not gonna demand it back. It's what I'm saying is it will not be. It, it will not be callously sold. It will be kept within the family. So should you nice. should you ever should you ever want it back, it it will be available. But my my cousin had the cables and the TV to actually play it, and he also had some old uh, Super Nintendo games himself. So, but he's he's been keeping it. And I think I got him. Uh, uh, I got him Mario All Stars just so that because I wanted to be able to play uh, Super Mario Brothers three whenever I wanted. Mm-hmm. So I ordered it on oh, eBay. That Is that the one when he has the raccoon tail? Yeah. Yeah, fun one. So he's he's got your Super Nintendo. He's got Star Wars and Star Fox and whatever else you gave me. Star Fox was hard. Never beat that one. What else did I play that I really liked? Oh, now I like to go way back. Talk about games that were formative. I remember this is for the computer. This is like for the Microsoft. What was it like 286 or 386 or whatever it was? Uh huh. Yeah. I had a bunch of those games. I, I think I think the term for them is the point and click ones. Oh yeah. Where all the, like all, all the Lucas Arts games. Like yes. Monkey Island. Yes, yes, yes. And, uh, oh my god, I love Monkey Island. Oh, I still do. Mitten. I actually found it on Steam, and I'm actually thinking about learning how to partition my the hard drive on my Mac. Yeah. So I can set up a, a, a mini Windows operating system, so I can play Monkey Island again and play. Um, uh, what was it? There was there was the the Lucas Arts pack. They had uh, there was five. Of them. They had Indiana Jones. Uh-huh. Okay. I had Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade. Then I had Monkey Island, Maniac Mansion, Zach McCracken and the Alien Mindbenders. Did you ever play that one? Yeah, it was it and wasn't then, Last Crusade. Then, it was Fate of Atlantis. Indiana Jones. No 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 no. They had both. They had Fate of Atlantis and they had uh, Last Crusade. I played Last Crusade. I didn't have Fate of Atlantis. I had this kid I knew when I was growing up had the Fate of Atlantis. And I remember watching him play. It was it was one of those horrible situations that when you're in a kid and you have you go over to your friend's house to play video games, but then you land up watching that person play video games for like three hours. Yeah. So that's kinda how it was. But still, I remember that being a pretty cool uh, a pretty cool game. Yeah. And I, then um We got I we got Fate of Atlantis and I got uh Day of the Tentacle. Um, I didn't have Day of the Tentacle. I, I, I remember that one, hearing about that one. I had the last one on there because there were five. It was Loom. I don't know if you ever played Loom. I never, I that's never, kind of that's never, kind of a trippy game. Yeah, I never got to play Loom. Uh, did you ever play um, Sam and Max Hit the Road? I heard of it, but I never played it. Yeah, but that was that was part of that pack too. I, I liked those games too. Point and click, those were fun. They actually have a um, the, my favorite one though. Was the dig? Did you ever play the dig again? Again, never, never played it. Oh, dude, I, I think, I, I think, I think sci-fi was when, I, when I think, what's the overarching commonality of all the games that really were I really enjoyed playing? They had a sci-fi element to it. So, uh, the dig was amazing. That was uh, Steven Spielberg helped produce that game, but uh, it was basically. A, a meteor is going to crash into Earth, and so a team is sent up to try and divert it. And then you you set the charges, 
and then try and, and, and blow it up to like move it, you know, move it off the path so it won't hit Earth. But then it turns out it's not a meteor at all, it's a spaceship and it like uh, teleports you to this alien world. Uh, and you have to then sort of figure out that the, this lost alien culture and like, re, you know, tur turn all the machinery back on and try to get back home. But it was it was really compelling. That was a really compelling game. What I wanted to tell you was um, early '90s, just when when those games were going out of style, uh, they did another one called Grim Fandango, that's been remastered for the Mac. So you could download it from the App Store right now, I think. Um, but you're a, it's like a, a film noir version of like the Day of the Dead. And the, and the afterlife so it's, it's all the you know it, it looks like it, it's like a combination of Casablanca and you know Coco if you ever saw Pixar Coco yeah you, sure so you're playing you're, you're playing a, a noir version of, of, of the afterlife like you're this you're the um you're you're shepherding souls onto their next after in the afterlife, but like someone has stolen all the, you know, de depending upon how you lived your life, like you have the option of getting like the premium package to heaven, or like just the middling package. So then the the somebody's stolen like everybody's premium ticket, and you're you're it's kind of like Roger Rabbit and Casablanca, so it's it's just like have heavy noir influence but it's all day of the dead design it's it's really fun you sold me grim fandango it is yeah uh, that was uh that was one of the last of the lucas arts uh point and click adventures that there was sort of like two eras there was the the early era which which had all the ones you were talking about you know fate of atlantis day of the tentacle loom sam and max that was all like you know era one and then, like, later era was the Dig, Grim Fandango, Full Throttle, uh, you know, early 90s when, like, graphics cards were getting better. And you had, like, 16-bit color and all that. I, I I only played a couple of the Monkey Islands. Aren't there, like, four? Yeah, there's four. I only, I've actually only, technically, I've only played the first and the fourth. I, I the second think, and the third I never played. I think they, they remastered it, and you can download a version of Monkey Island for, on, on PlayStation Network. Wow. Find out, man. I know I I know I played demos of it. Of course, the, when they remastered it, though, I mean sometimes they they over embellish some of the graphics. Yeah, have have a look. They might have some some sample videos or or something you could download from PlayStation Network. Does Aki no, play any video games? No, not now. Well, she played Resident Evil when she was a kid. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I like those too. They call it something different in Japan. They call it like something zero. Uh, that's another formative game, Resident Evil Two. I never, I, I only played that like once. I think. One and two were scary as fuck. That's what I remember hearing, especially if you play it at night. One, even one was cool because the 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 the, the way you ran around the haunted house, like the. It wasn't based on how the character was moving, so you moved based on what, what the angle of the room was. So you'd go down a hallway, you know, and like the camera would be behind your character, and then uh, you'd like turn the corner, but then you'd have to like run toward the camera. So like it was right. it was constantly changing, you know. So you you weren't ever completely oriented to like how you were moving. So uh, that that's what made it interesting. But then you'd like turn the corner, and you'd have to like run away from a spider or a zombie and you, you like never knew when the angle was going to change what you were going to see what else what else what else oh there were again there were sports ones like i like playing i had madden that was kind of that was kind of a fun game at the time i was i was never into sports i always got schooled misha would always uh hand me my hat when i was when we were playing baseball because he had like so thoroughly mastered like every every team every character knew what all their attributes were. So across any system, it didn't matter. He was he was always, like, supreme baseball player. I, I was never any good basketball. That's why I was never good at, like, NBA jams. 
or any of that. Okay, you had other virtues, Alex. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I, I like most of the games. Most of the games are one player now, and like in the new systems, you know. Except... I don't really like playing. I'm, I'm a little bit of a monk when it comes to playing video games. I don't necessarily always like playing against people. Oh, yeah? I'm a little bit antisocial. Yeah, I was. I was never good at the shooters. Like my cousin was extremely good at Call of Duty. He's the one that first, you know, introduced me to it. But you know, he could like hide in my shadow. And then just stab me at will, and I, like I'd always be turning around looking for him, and never finding anybody. Yeah, arcade arcade games were my specialty, or uh, racing like uh, Wipeout. Oh, I remember one. I remember one that was like epic at the time. Now, if I probably played, I'd probably get bored. But do you remember the Simpsons game? Yeah, the arcade game. The, the arcade game. Oh my god, I remember that was like that was especially when it was like a stand up arcade game. Yeah, the one he kind of put quarters in. Yeah, it was, that was like the whole that was like the holy grail of of uh, of arcade games when I was a kid. Yeah, that's that's what you played when Turtles was occupied, or vice versa. Right. Like you were, if you were waiting for Turtles, you were probably playing Simpsons, and if you were waiting for Simpsons, you were probably playing Turtles for sure. Yeah, I used to. Those used to be uh, like the the mall arcade. Um, it was a frequent birthday party destination. Or even just the the row of arcade machines in the back of the Pizza Hut. Yeah. Oh man. Misha, Misha can tell you all about those too. Like my my birthday parties were usually like movie first. Like everybody comes, we have movie first, and then after the movie, we we go to Pizza Hut, or we bring pizza home, and then it was. It was pizza and ice cream or ice cream cake. So if we were at Pizza Hut, then we were eating pizza and playing games and making, uh, you know, suicide sodas. We wanted you wanted like a squirt of every every one of the fountain drinks in one glass. Suicide sodas. Yeah, that's what we call it. It was a suicide for wow. some reason. It was like all the, all the sodas in one glass, and then you had to drink as much of it as you could. It's like, oh, it's too sweet. Oh, this is terrible. It was like, who could yes. finish the most of their glass? <laughs> you guys had interesting childhoods. What 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 pizza did you like growing up? It was always pepperoni for me. Oh yeah, that's like every kid is. I think we're like socially conditioned to for that. Even even my dad liked pepperoni. He was a vegetarian. Yeah, who doesn't? It's like bacon. He he was no really though. He was a strict vegetarian. But he would make exception for pepperoni. All other meat would make him sick. Like he just couldn't even bring himself to eat it. But pepperoni pizza, he could eat. It never matter, man. No, it was it was usually pepperoni. Now, like now, I actually had pizza for dinner tonight. There's an Indian pizza place by my apartment. Is it my it's Indian? Really good. Is it called my Indian pizza? No, it's called Namaste Pizza. Oh. Is there and, an, um, there's an Indian place, Indian pizza place, next to the. Uh, the North Indian food that we usually get, but they have they have Indian pizza with Indian sauce and Indian spices on a pizza. It's also yeah. really really good. Yeah, well, when I lived in Fremont, they had a lot of places like that, and they were delicious. I got one. It was basically tikka marsala, which I know is not like it's more probably more British style, I guess. <laughs> But it's it's still delicious. Now it has like a creamy. Yeah. Um. You get chicken on it, or do you get the paneer? Yeah, chicken. No, no, no. It was a tikka. Yeah, it was. I think it was tikka masala. It's tikka masala, and then it has like a creamy, like um, what is it called? It had like a creamy um, uh, garlic sauce base. Do you you like? Enjoyed it very much. Do you like? And I had a mango lassi too with it. Do you like Indian food generally, or you like it in pizza? Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Do you, do you prefer it in pizza form, or you're fine with it? I'll eat it. I'll eat it anyway, any way I can. But I think that I don't know whoever whoever first came up with the idea of putting Indian style spices on a pizza was a genius. <laughs> so what, it, it it just goes well together. Um, so you got a tikka masala pizza again this time, or different something different? No, I that's what I got this time. I've gotten other stuff in the past, but I that's what I was that's what I was feeling today. We we get the uh, gongura pizza. What's, what's that? Gongura is this um it's like um it's like pickled pickled chilies. It's it's hard to describe. It's like a chili paste mixed with other cumin and other spices. But it it's somewhere it's somewhere between uh somewhere between like kimchi and and chili sauce. Chili, 
paste. It sounds pretty spicy is what I'm, what I'm hearing. It is, yeah. It, it's got jalapenos and onions on it. But the, the sauce is the base, and then they add jalapenos, um, paneer, which is like little cheese cubes. Oh, I, lo- I love paneer. And then uh, onion. That sounds great. It's really good. So, so because uh, the paneer is cheese, so we usually get it ours no cheese and uh, just the gangura sauce. And then the paneer and onions. It's really good. You're saying beautiful things, Alex. You're saying beautiful things. Does Does Aki like Indian food, or it's too spicy for her? Oh, uh, she does, but she's she's sensitive to spice, so that's why I usually try to get something. I have to sometimes tone it down, or I have to get something where I can just put spice on myself, but not for her. Yeah. So what what, um, what does she usually get from the pizza place? Well, she I, I got the same thing for her. I got the same pizza, so she she said she enjoyed it, so that's good. Let's try not to kid, although it was, it had a little bit, even the tikka masala had a little bit of a kick. Near one is really good, though. Indian places you can count on being open under any circumstances. Coronavirus doesn't matter. They're, they're still open. The Indian food place we usually go to, Chad House, they, you know, they're very organized. They have, they allow like, you know, only three customers in at a time and you have to, you know, stand social distance and keep your mask on. Then they've got, Con, uh, Apple Pay and contactless readers for everything, yeah. and they'll they'll have it re- ready for you. The pizza place too; they're open. Like when it, when everybody else was closed, even with the initial lockdown, they they were open. So it's like okay, great. Awesome. In fact, we we got a just got a tali uh, yesterday. Just like a mix of uh, three or four different dishes and some rice. We've got that in the fridge. Excellent stuff. So, what other Indian food do you like besides uh, tikka masala? Tikka masala. I like paneer. I like. I'm. I'm gonna let you talk. I feel like I'm talking too much. No, you're doing good. It's that. It's that simple for me. One thing I really liked when I lived Fremont uh-huh. was I really liked the fact that Fremont's really good about. They have obviously large Afghan populations and large Indian populations, so you can get really good, really good food from both. There's some really dynamite places. Afghan food, Fremont, that I will still drive out to on occasion because it's that good. What's your favorite dish? Usually, like some, well, they have like lamb kebab. It's usually really good. Okay. Um, I, I like kebab. I'm I'm not a big lamb fan, but I like chicken. Chicken's always fun. That's where you and I differ, my friend. I I adore I adore lamb. I actually think I prefer it to beef. I don't know that it's 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 the gaminess I don't like. That, I'm, I'm not a fan of lamb. Well, yeah, I guess it depends on, like, what kind you get, you know? Because, I mean, there's some, like, like how high quality the lamb is. Yeah. But, I mean... Because it, it can be gamey sometimes, but other times it's just fantastic. But but even just that, even if it's just a little bit, like, that little bit of aftertaste afterwards always creeps me out. I've never tried mutton. Have you ever tried mutton? That, I bet, is pretty damn gamey. Yeah. I've, I've had it once or twice when we were in India. I, I, I couldn't hang. I can't... And I, I couldn't handle uh, goat milk. I couldn't handle buttermilk. Can I handle goat milk? Like, have I had goat milk? Yeah. I've had goat cheese, but I don't know if I've had goat milk. Goat cheese I can handle, but goat milk. When, when we What's first it like? Went, when we first went to India when I was in middle school, um, again, on our way, like, as soon as, as soon as you cross the international date line, you know, cow milk is not a is not really a thing. It's goat milk is, or buffalo milk is a lot more popular. And I, I, I can't hang. <laughs> the, the pungency of the milk is just can't do it. Like it, it, it doesn't make me ill or anything, but just the smell while I'm drinking it is I can't, I can't do it. Yeah, I get you. Let's talk about that. Foods you can't stand. I think we've already started the list, but I'm not, a, I'm not a particularly fussy eater. There's something, uh, what is it called? Um. Can can peas and canned peaches? Hell no, I never like those. Is it is it the texture you don't like? Yeah, I think texture and also taste. <laughs> also, they just there's something weird about them. Okay. Now there are a lot of things that I remember I didn't like when I was a kid, but that like I love now. Like I hated garbanzo beans when I was a kid, but now I they're great. Even beets. I always thought beets were disgusting when I was a kid. And I'll eat them now. Yeah, I, I thought beets were disgusting. Um, but if you if you drain the water out of the peas, is it okay? Or no? I'm okay with frozen peas 
or, or fresh peas, but just not canned. The can the canning adds a weird texture that I don't like. Canned peaches, canned peaches are good. No, I don't. I'll save them for you then. <laughs> too, sli- too slimy. <laughs> you can ha- you can have all of them. Yeah, no, there's something for slimy. No, I love peaches. Fresh peaches, great. Fresh yeah. peaches are wonderful. Yeah, but just not not canned. It's the syrup, I think. That's part of what makes what does it for me. When you cook at home, what do you what do you usually like to cook for yourself? I'm usually cooking functionally because I'm always working. So I'm usually just trying to focus on like you know a vegetable, a meat, so like a meat, a protein, and then some kind of a grain, rice, couscous, something like that. That's a lot of what happens. Or I'll make like a some kind of a salad thing or like a large rice thing like kind of like a big one pot kind of meal yeah i just made a that huge, tends to work out pretty well i just made a huge batch of uh potatoes roasted potatoes and uh, uh roasted garlic and then that sounds great uh, mom and i add it on top of the salad yeah no that sounds that sounds fantastic though so what are, what are the other foods you abhor I'm not, I'm not just super picky i mean there's some things obviously i don't like but i mean i'm not like I don't have any real dietary allergies. I don't. I don't like cantaloupe. I don't like cantaloupe. I don't know either. if I. I don't know if I would say that I, I abhor it, but I, I don't like it. I don't like cantaloupe either. I prefer honeydew. And watermelon. I don't like. I don't like honeydew either. Yeah. Whenever go to whenever you have like continental breakfast at a hotel, yeah, they always have those. But I think it's just because they're they're cheap and easy to store. That's why hotels have them. Yeah. But I don't. I don't particularly care for those. Yeah, my my dad and I used to he used to get cantaloupes every once in a while and we'd cut cut slices for both of us. But uh, I, if there was if there was frozen cantaloupe in the fridge or frozen honeydew, I'd much rather have the frozen honeydew or uh, or mangoes. Cantaloupe, meh. Mangoes are good. Okay. Or, I had mango. I had mango lassi with my pizza today. Yeah. Good. You know, most of, most of that comes out of a can. The lossy? Yeah. Don't, don't shatter my dream, Alex. <laughs> it's, it's, Actually, the lossy was good. The lossy was okay, but I've had better lossy. It's, it's I've had of, better lossy, in fact. I, I know that there was one, there was an Indian place you and I went to in Sunnyvale, I think, that one time, that buffet place. Yeah. I, I remember that having really good lossy. Well, every, every place has lossy. I know, but lossy is like one of those things where, you know, it's it, not all lossy is created equal. It, well, it all depends on your yogurt proportion. You gotta, yeah. you got to get the right mixture. Most most of the time, the stuff you're getting from, from restaurants is, you know, they've got big canned uh, mango juice in the back. And it, it's, out, it's, it's got, you know, whole mangoes in it, canned, and it's also got the juice. So they've got the... You know, they might take the mangoes out and chop them up or something, but then they'll strain off the juice and pour that into, you know, it'll probably be uh, two parts two parts yogurt, one part juice. And that's what you're getting as a mango lessee. But depending, if you add a little more juice, you know, it'll, so it's a little more tangy at the end, like that's, that's what makes it good. So depending upon, you know, how big a batch they make, yeah, that's why you'll get different, uh, different, different titrations or calibrations. But well, that's food you like. What well, you you said? We're talking about food you don't like. I know. Why? I'm trying to stay positive here. <laughs> well, what else has been on your mind besides work? Try to avoid the news. I mean, I I, I listen to the I read the news or whatever, but it's kind of depressing. Yeah. No, um. However much you listen to. Is- a lot of a lot of negative stuff in the world right now. So what's what's it like getting in back into video games after not playing them for so long? It's kind of a nice diversion. I it's like something I don't want to get obsessed with them because I I do have like it's easy to get kind of addicted to them, and I have you know work responsibilities. <laughs> I want to be a productive human being, so I can't do it all the time. But there are some things, I mean, it is, I mean, it's fun. It's, it's a nice distraction. It does help with the hand-eye coordination. Um, as far as Star Wars goes, um, it's also kind of nice, too, because in some ways, these games are what I, they're almost like basically what I almost hoped that the, the new Star Wars movies would be. Like when I play Battlefront 2, 
Like, I'm like, if they made this into a movie, this would have been so much more entertaining and satisfying than any of the episodes, Yeah, you know, any of the newer movies. Well, because it's all the official official noises and, you know, lightsabers sound the way they should. And... No, but ju- just, just the whole, the, just the story, though, and the writing and the ki- and everything. Like, um, in the Battlefront 2, they have this whole storyline about this, like, Imperial turncoat who becomes uh, a uh, who who starts working for the uh, the rebels, mm-hmm. kind of like how Finn was in the new ones. Yeah, but but just a much deeper story. Yeah. like they they just they just did it better than they did with with him. They kind of they didn't they kind of gave short shrift to him. Um, is it is it puzzle solving like Tomb Raider or is it you know? No, it's it's a first person shooter, but there's different things. They have like a campaign story mode where you are. It's a first person shooter, but you're playing as in a much more. It, it's more story based, uh-huh. whereas other ones it's just more like arcade mode. Like at this particular moment, I'm playing an arcade mode with um, ships. So I'm flying an A wing and I'm shooting up Tie Fighters as we speak. Did you buy any other games besides Battlefront? I'm going to. They have one that looks really cool for uh, PlayStation 4. You're gonna get that samurai game? Yes. Yeah, you know what I'm. You know what. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, we. You, you mentioned it briefly last time we spoke. Did I? Yeah. Oh, I forgot that I I had. No, the samurai game looks sick. That looks really cool. So I definitely want to get that. Um, and then they also have like this is this is how they get you. The the Star Wars people made at least two other games that I'm interested in getting. The one of them is Fallen Jedi, um, which is actually more of a story based game. You play this young Padawan who becomes who is like uh whose boss gets killed during the Order sixty six thing yeah. from the prequels and so you have to kind of fly around or i mean fly around you have to kind of go and he has to learn the force and blah 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 so that one looked kind of so that one looked cool and then they also they just announced that they're going to do star wars um squadrons which is an entire game just based on flying ships were you you always more of a star wars fan over star trek oh yeah i mean I, i don't i don't dislike star trek but i i prefer star wars can you think back to what your first exposure to Star Wars was? Like when I first saw it, I don't, I don't know how old I was, but I was. I remember when I was like in. I remember when I was in like second and third grade. So I was probably in the second grade when, for Christmas, my parents got me the Star Wars trilogy on VHS. Uh-huh. It was like the the black box set. Yeah, I have and it. I remember I was just pumped about that. And I remember, like, every Saturday, I would watch one of the movies. Every single Saturday. I would, you know, you know, fire up um, Empire or Return of the Jedi and stuff. I, I, always, and, like, I always like Return of the Jedi the best. No, it's got to be Empire. Well, I, I didn't appreciate it. No, I take that back. I probably would agree with you when I was at that age. Now, I think that Empire is... I, I, I think a lot of people feel that way. I, I, I think... Empires. I always like yeah. Jabba's palace, and I liked the emperor. Thought he was a cool villain. Although it's funny when you think back on Return of the Jedi, the whole Jabba thing that took up forty minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah. That that whole sequence. Well, because you were you were there for a while, then like R 2s serving drinks, then you know Leia's in a bikini, then you have to unfreeze Han. Right. Then escape. Then the Sar- then Sarlacc pit. Yeah, so that that makes sense. But yeah, so that was probably my first experience with Star Wars. Although I have to say, as much I like Star Wars a lot, but I'm not as obsessed with it as some people I know. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a casual enthusiast. I, I know I know the basic plot points. I've seen the you know, I've seen all the movies at least once. I've seen the original trilogy lots of times. I don't know about you. I did not enjoy Episode Seven Nine. I tried. I tried to give them a fair shot, but they just were just not good. I, I enjoyed the first 15 minutes of 7. Uh, yeah, the first 15, yeah. No, they, 
I was like, oh, this is interesting. And I'm like, nope. But yeah, after that, I, I checked out. I wanted to like it. There were parts of it that I was like, there's just so much going on. You're just kind of flooded with all this imagery. And then you think you feel like something's happening. And then afterwards, you're like, no, nope, that really kind of sucked. Now, what do you think of Rogue One? That That's the big question. Uh, Rogue One was pretty good, actually. I really liked Rogue One. I mean, I'm not saying it's perfect. It it, it, reca- but... it recaptured the because because of it taking place, you know, before, you know, sort of in between episodes three and four, right? But I I thought it it recaptured the sort of low tech feel of everything really well. I I liked Rogue One. I I also liked Solo for for the most part. Yeah, I didn't think it was. Some people kind of poo pooed Solo. I didn't think it was terrible. I mean, I don't think it was a. It was it wasn't amazing, but I thought it was pretty. It was de- it was decent. I mean, that's why they had Ron Howard do it. Ron Howard's kind of steady hands. Yeah. He's not gonna. He's not the kind of guy who's gonna like blow your mind, but at the same time, he's not gonna completely disappoint you either. Yeah, I I like the uh, I liked all the sets in Solo. And I, I like that the camera stayed still. That you could appreciate the, the backgrounds and the shot composition a little more. Yeah. No, he was. Uh, no, but uh, Rogue One in particular, I I actually really did like. And the reason I liked it was because I mean, to some extent, people want consistency out of Star Wars. Like they want to remember. You know, they, they, there's a large nostalgia thing going on. But at the same time, you know, if you're gonna do this, if you're gonna basically start a new trilogy or start a new you know just keep making new ones which it seems like they're going to do until into you know perpetuity um you got to refresh the eye you got to give some people an angle a story something that's kind of new and different and interesting yeah and one of the things i really liked about rogue one is like how they had some different types of characters and then i especially like when they had those like urban combat scenes like and they're kind of gritty and dirty, and people are like flopping around in the dirt and stuff like that. Yeah, I thought that was a nice touch. Like I was like, okay, this is something that's different. We didn't see this before. Yeah, you didn't see them like fight, do street fighting and stuff like that. Like it, you know, it looked like something out of Call of Duty or something like that. Yeah, that's that, that that was cool. I like that. And then of course that scene at the end with with Darth Vader like blows through all those uh, rebel tro- uh, troopers. Yeah. Was was very new. Now that one I heard was uh, the result because they brought in I think it was Tony Gilroy as basically a ringer because they were like over budget or something and they didn't know how to finish the movie and they were stuck and so they brought in Tony Gilroy as like a ringer for like five million dollars. Who's Tony Gilroy? Basically, he's a director. He's done a lot of different stuff. Think of any in particular. I think he did Man on Fire. That's Tony Scott. Same thing. <laughs> trust me trust me i'm a limo driver <laughs> yeah I, I thought i thought rogue one had it you know it was nice that everything was more practical there was there was less cg so you had more of an atmosphere well i wouldn't say there was less tv completely i mean because they did have fucking cg grandma tarkin it's kind of weird but um yeah, the one he, thing I did not like about Rogue One... But more things were for on location as opposed to, like, a green screen, right? Yeah. But the one thing I did not like... Can they make a Star Wars movie that does not fucking center around um, Death Stars or Death Star-like yeah. um, things? I, Everything is Death Star or Star Killer. Like, come on. You guys got to get a little bit creative here. Y- yeah. I didn't like that very I, much. I, I can see why Battlefront would be attractive then for that reason. You're finally getting some, something not a space a Death Star or a space killing machine, right? I definitely recommend it. You should get it. That way we can play each other online. Maybe. I, I, I think this, the same colleague that wanted me to get a Destiny 2, I think he's got Battlefront also. We'll see. Maybe I will get a PS4 after all. Got a good deal. But I, I'd have to uh, I'd have to get rid of my PS3 because there's no room. I've got like no room on my details my friend did you play the uh, spider-man game not really spider-man dude and you're gonna buy arkham knight so i can play it right yeah i didn't really i'm not i like batman the story but that one i remember well watching you watching you play it that night for like four hours i feel like i maxed out my my need 
<laughs> it was a very good game. I enjoyed that one a lot. Well, I'm getting tired, my friend. All right. Will you you be good? Yeah, but good say, talking. Say, as Mark Wahlberg would say, say hello to your mother for me. I will. I look forward to the the mix and the remix of this podcast. Yeah, I will. I will give you the preliminary edit once I cut it all down. You do you, Alex. I'll just be here to talk to you. All right. Sounds good. Well, thank you, my friend. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Be good. And, uh, and let, let, let me know what sort of uh, progress you make on Battlefront. Right about to. I, I switched sides now, and I'm about to go shoot some uh, some uh, X-Wings. Oh, I just killed one. May the dark side be with you, then. All right, my friend. All right. Take care, dude. Bye.